Keep it going there. I like Huey Lewis. <laughs> Mike Magnick and John Leahy with you here at the Mullen Center, where the score at the end of two periods is UMass 4, Merrimack nothing. This second intermission is brought to you by Merrimack Graduate School, where at Merrimack you can earn your master's degree in as little as one year. Choose from graduate programs in business, education, engineering, health, sciences, criminology, and so much more. Visit merrimack.edu backslash graduate today for all the details. Brock Hines joins us, the longtime co-man for UMass Hockey. And uh, Brock, these first two periods, uh, UMass has looked pretty good. How's it compared to uh, their first few games of the season so far? Well, so far, you know, Mike, I, I agree with you, uh, especially after last weekend where Ohio State came in here and shut this team down. It was kind of a, a step back, if you will. But uh, this season in general, much more upbeat. The team came in stronger. They had a real good off-season uh, regimen as far as working out. And I think you've seen it here. I think, uh, Mike, both you and John have seen uh, some good punishing clean hits by this team that we haven't seen. And Because you hear a lot about the draft picks coming in and the offense getting the defense getting involved with the offense. I've been more impressed with the strength of this team. There's no question they won a lot of physical battles, won a lot of one-on-one battles, but also I think that uh, they maybe surprised Merrimack, at least compared to the last time that they saw them, and the fact that you know they're just doing things more quickly. When you talk about playing the game faster, it's not just a matter of skating faster. It's you know moving the puck more quickly, getting on guys on the forecheck more quickly. They've caused some turnovers, like the one that led to the third goal, and overall they you know done a lot of things. I just think much more quickly than Minutemen teams in the past have. Well, actually, Mark Dennehy had said. Uh, during our pregame show that one of the keys that he wants to try to exploit with the Minutemen and a young freshman team, more freshmen on this team than any other team in the nation, is to really pinch in and be aggressive in the offensive zone. It's been quite the opposite in my eyes, and you just said it. The Minutemen have been the aggressors in the offensive zone, and they've uh, caused turnovers. So that's been really one of the keys, and I think you hit it right on the head. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, McCarr is obviously the guy that jumps out at you, uh, you know, first-round pick, and uh, he made a couple of nice plays. First of all, jumping way up in the play to be able to steal that puck there uh, in the slot. You don't normally see on the forecheck a, a defenseman in as far as he was, but he's able to score a goal as a result. Mike, you will, though, with this team. Uh, I've been told... Uh, by a coach, they have the green light to go in, and actually, the way that this team uh, is meant to go is that him and Ferraro both have green lights, and part of it is a forward has to get back to cover. There's schemes that they work on, and it was a good one for McCarr, too. That's his first goal. Him and Ferraro both were held, have been held scoreless up until tonight, with McCarr getting his first NCAA goal. And you know what happens when you get into games five and six, and you're a highly touted draft pick. You start gripping the stick, you might want to break it in half, so that was good to get him off the schneid. As a matter of fact, this is going the way probably that uh, Greg Carville envisioned it more. All four UMass scorers have been defensemen tonight. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Uh, you guys had a trip to Arizona State a couple of weeks ago. Minutemen went out there and split. Uh, how was the trip? The games were played where? Oceanside? Uh, yes. You'll be, I believe you guys will be going out there next season if I'm... Uh, if I heard Coach Dennehy right, uh, next season or the season after, if that's news, I, I don't know. But that's uh, something he, because I had mentioned, uh, it's a rink that needs work. Um, they are working on a new arena. Greg Powers had mentioned to us on the air that he can't 
divulge when that will be built, but he says it's going to be much sooner than later. Uh, it'll be on the east side of the city. I don't know what it is, but there's something about the east side of the city that it's more of a hockey area than the west side of Phoenix, and that's actually what the Coyotes want to do. They want to get out of Glendale on the west side, and they want to build a rink on the east side. The two talked about collaborating together. I think that broke off, but um, it was nice out there. Arizona State, good hockey club. Greg Powers, good coach. They had a good club team, as you both know. Uh, and just like Penn State, building towards, I think, will be a very good team. They're, of course, a few years behind Penn State, but uh, I was very impressed out there. Yeah, and, and their goaltender, uh, uh, Joey Decord, son of Merrimack alum, uh, former Merrimack goaltender, Brian Decord, and, of course, longtime goaltending coach with the Boston Bruins, among others. But uh, uh, how was the weather out there, for one thing? 98 each day. It was, you should have played street hockey. No, I, I could have. You know, it was dry. It was hot. Um, and very honestly, when I left in early October, it wasn't so bad here. It was 75 to 80. We had a great October. Sad to put the, uh, the golf sticks away. But uh, dry out there. There's a golf course across the street, uh, Mike and John, from uh, my hotel. And honest to goodness, uh, it was as brown as could be. It was, it was just uh, it's ter- terribly dry out there. But um, everything was nice out there. If you haven't been there, you should see it. Um, have either have you been to Colorado Springs? Yes, yes, and and they'll be making the yeah. okay. It's Colorado Springs without the snow top mountains, but that same brown. If you've been to Nevada, the same thing. The tall brown mountains yeah. with not a lot to it. Uh, it can be flat in areas and then just peaks all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, and like I remember the Garden of the Gods in, in the Springs, like that. In Colorado Springs, yeah. I will tell you, I was shocked coming from the airport to the hotel. It was uh, Thursday, but I go, geez, it seems to be a lot of traffic. I know it's 5 o'clock Pacific. Uh, I was talking to people, and they go, you didn't just you know, hit it at the wrong time. This is the 6th or 7th biggest metropolitan area out there. And I was shocked. Not the city, but the metro area. Guys, I mean, you can look out and see what something that looked like for a scene from uh, TV show Bonanza in one scene. Look the other way. Traffic galore. Um, you know, skyscrapers and everything. Uh, it's a. I can see why it's an attractive place to live. Not for me. I'd, I'd like some ocean by my side, but uh, for, for other people, there's a lot of jobs out there. It's a good place to go. And once they get that rink there, um, you know, the footprint is there, as we all know. Austin Matthews is the first part of that footprint. Maple Leaf talent coming out, and, uh, you know, it, there is potential there. Speaking of which, I saw uh, Michael Babcock. Yeah, Mike yeah. Babcock's down there uh, watching the game to see his son Michael play for Merrimack. But the last question about Arizona State was, any sense on on what, if anything, may happen in the future re- regarding a conference for them from, from talking to them when you're out there? Actually, it's a great question because I was also talking to that with uh, Joe Britannia on our broadcast. In the first you're going to bring him into Hockey East, right? <laughs> well, hey, you could go to Notre Dame every other year. Why not go to Arizona? You know, I didn't bring it up, Mike, but the funny thing was, because uh, I was going to go. I had a, several things. could talk with him for all three periods. Um, he said, are you going to ask me about the uh, 12th team in Hockey East? And I said, well, actually, I was going to move on, but since you brought it up, and, you know, the obvious question, guys, is he mentions Holy Cross and that they've been brought into the Hockey East women's front. Right. But uh, he says he's in stone, no real rush. And uh, what he's talking about, we got sort of talking about Arizona State because we had mentioned that we had played out there, and he, he has a concern about that team finding a conference. And I said, well, you mentioned Holy Cross and no real rush. I said, would you consider Arizona State? And he just laughed and he goes, well, you know, it's funny. 
we would never do it. You know, Notre Dame, nothing against them. It was great to have them in the conference, but they never really felt part of Hockey East. And I think anybody, frankly, outside of New England or New York guys would be a big mistake because it, this is such a just a compact league geographically. It wouldn't make sense. But to answer your question, Arizona State, you said, approached uh, Hockey East. Um, I can't remember if that was on or off the air, but I'm telling you on the air right now. They approached Hockey East, and uh, they said, uh, you know, very nice that you asked us, but uh, it just doesn't really fit the uh, the plan right out there. Even if travel wasn't an issue, guys, and cost. You know, you have a team 2,700 miles away, three time zones for half the year and two time zones the other half. doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though. I mean, I think a lot of people in this league wouldn't mind making that trip every other year. And let me let, let John ask a question here, too. Well, I was going to ask you, you know, you guys are coming to Merrimack tomorrow night. Now, the big question I have on my mind is where are you going to have your pregame meal? We talk about this every time you come to North Andover, and i gotta, I got to ask this. Okay, let me ask you, do, do, we, do we have any um, dinner sponsors here? Because I don't want to... If we do, if we don't, I'll tell you it's Bertucci's. We that we go to, but if you have if you have another suggestion off the air, I'm, I'm all for it. There we arrive around 3:45 and spend an hour there, and uh, I usually pasta up there like the team would have that. And, uh, and I had chicken parm before the uh, for dinner last night, so uh, you know I kind of go Mike with the uh, the way the team goes. Yeah, there you go. All right, Rob, Rock, thanks for joining us. We certainly appreciate it. Great to see you. We'll see you again tomorrow down in North Andover, and uh, talk to you then. But you know, enjoy the rest of the season. Best of luck to the men. Men. Hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Mike, John, always uh, great to be on with a couple of pros. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right. That's Brock Hines. He is the color voice of the UMass Minutemen with our score at the end of two. UMass leads Merrimack 4 to nothing. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.